impact, income, and influence. Do you want the most powerful, actionable takeaways from today's episode? Go to actionbullets.com to grab the quick, easy-to-read takeaways that will help you change your life and grow your business. Or you can click the Action Bullets link in the description below. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show for entrepreneurs trying to get their message out to the masses. And today we are talking about yoga, but not just any yoga. We're talking about how to use yoga to increase your vitality, increase your output, and become centered so that you can have a greater impact. I'm joined by Megan Nolan. Megan is amazing. Uh, she helps people. She integrates yoga, personal training, breath work, all to help you lead a really powerful, vitality-driven life, reach the people that you want, and have the energy to actually do the business. I mean, as entrepreneurs, how many of us have been, you know, oh my goodness, it's 10 o'clock at night, and I got 50 things to do, I'm not going to go to bed till 2 p.m., and I have to get up at 6. Megan helps you get rid of all of that. But it wasn't always like this. She had to go through her own personal journey. It started about five years ago for her when she found herself approaching burnout. Megan, welcome to the show. I will let you take it from there. Thank you so much. Great to be here. And you're right. I mean, I totally get it 100% of feeling like you got to do all the things. You got to show up. You got to go big. You got to do the lives. You got to do the emails. We all know the to-do list can be a million miles long, right? And for some reason, we end up at the bottom. <laughs> and that's what happened to me. And that's why I'm so passionate about being here and sharing these tools with you today, but also because I've walked the walk. I've been to burnout town. I got a one-way ticket and it was brutal. You do not need to go. You don't need the t-shirt. It's awful. What happened was I literally was working for myself in addition to working for somebody else. And I was just saying, yeah, sure. No problem. Okay. Yeah. Text me in the middle of the night. No problem. Okay. Okay. And then I really got to a point where I had nothing left. You know, the whole like, you got to charge the battery, fill up the cup, et cetera. I had a hole in the bottom of my cup. That's how empty I got. I was just exhausted. And I literally, as much as I love yoga and, and exercise, I mean, I've been doing it my whole life, but professionally for 11 years at that point, 16 now, I literally had nothing. I would lay on my yoga mat and I would just cry. I was anxious. I was just like spinning, you know, to get to that point when you're, you feel like you have a million things and you can't even put your head around like doing one of them or figuring out what you should do next. I was dealing with constant battles with depression because I was just, I was exhausted and it was definitely a low point for me, for sure. I mean, just listening to you talk about it, like I get a little bit of anxiety because I, <laughs> I know I know what that can be like. Like uh, I feel, I mean, you hit it on the head as entrepreneurs, we feel like we have to do everything until we put healthy boundaries around that and figure out what our recharge time looks like. I mean, we got Gary Vee yelling at us, you know, grind till your eyes bleed, mm. which I love what I do. I I mean, I'm, I go out to eat. I talk about entrepreneurship and business. I go for a run and I'll talk to people about it, but I'm, that's like my recharge, right? Like, I think everybody is different. Everybody needs a different thing, but we definitely need that recharge time. We need to integrate things, physical activity, right? We can't be sitting in front of a computer all day. We also mm -hmm. can't be talking to people all day. So take me through what happened. Like, so you found yourself laying on a yoga mat, crying, anxious, mm -hmm. what How'd you pick up the pieces? What happened? Good question. And so I picked up the pieces by taking a different approach. 
because I recognize that, you know, speaking to what you were just talking about, hustle till your eyes bleed. I was doing all the things I was doing it. I was going after it, but I forgot that I'm not a human doing, I'm a human being and we all are. And it's really important that we take a step back and we recognize who we're being in these moments. How are we showing up for ourselves? And I was not showing up for myself. <laughs> I was showing up for everything else in my life. And so I started to take a different approach to yoga. I spoke to my teacher, you know, told her what was going on. And she said, you know, if you don't have the energy, why don't you start to go into a different aspect of the practice? Because yoga is so much more than just the physical poses. Despite what you might see on social media, it's not about like doing yoga on a mountaintop in a bikini or looking like a pretzel or Cirque du Soleil. It's really about what we're being and what we're becoming and the tools that we're honing while we do the things on the mat. And so I was like, okay, that's very wise. Thank you. Okay, I will take that and I will go with it. So I started to look at the philosophy behind the poses and I started to understand and go deeper that there's so much more that they're trying to activate within us. These qualities that are essential for everyone, but I believe very essential for entrepreneurs to be able to navigate the roller coaster that is owning a business and being online and doing all the things that you mentioned and that we all know so well. And so how can we begin to hone those tools? How can we cultivate those ways of being? How can we cultivate those beliefs that we need to have? And so that's what, in particular, I started to learn from the warrior poses. So if you've been on a yoga mat, you've probably done at least one of those three poses. And there's an ancient story behind them. And that's what began to kind of unpack what I needed to learn in that moment and subsequently have been able to guide my community and my students and through after having done it myself, because I believe I like to teach from a place of knowing. I think that's very important that we teach what we deeply know because we've, you know, walked the walk ourselves. So that was my step forward on the journey of starting to, you know, practice those new ways of being and, and experiencing them on every level, not just the physical level, because that's important for you to feel strong and grounded and open and focus, all those things, which clearly have a emotional and a mental um, opportunity for us to practice as well. So it's really a multi-layered practice. And so that's where it started to help me kind of recoup, recover and move forward. So talk to me a little bit about, so yoga, I did yoga for a little bit. I don't know much about it. So I'm going to defer to you, but you're saying it goes beyond the poses. Are you talking more about like a meditation practice when you're doing the yoga? Are you talking about, like you were saying qualities, define some of those qualities for me a little bit. And for the listeners, like what are the qualities that came out of this and what are the things that you do now with entrepreneurs? Because that's why they come to you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know, if you look at a pose, okay. So for example, there's a tree pose, right? So you're standing on one leg and you're like, why is this called a tree? Who knows? But really what the yogis were doing was looking around in their environment and beginning to model the things that they saw. So most of the poses are named after something, tree, eagle, mountain, um, child's pose, turtle pose. So they were looking at the qualities of that, that being or that you know article or whatever it was and beginning to embody it. So when you practice tree pose, for example, you're standing on one foot with the other leg in the air. So you practice getting grounded feeling stable, feeling centered, aligning your body so that you're not wobbling all over the place. So you're practicing physical alignment, which as we know, translates to mental alignment, mental and emotional alignment and spiritual connection. So all of those things. So when you get wobbly in the pose, you get to notice, okay, 
Well, is my brain being like, okay, just try again, put your big toe down, reground yourself. You can do it. Or is your brain like, you suck at this. You're never going to be able to stand on one foot. Why are you even here? And it's really becoming aware. That's ultimately the quality that yoga is. It's the practice of self-awareness. So you get to start to hear the thoughts that are just chattering on in your head all the time and start to recognize, are they helping me do the pose or in life? Are they helping me get where I want to go? Or are they kind of hindering me? Are they slowing me down? Cause they're like, well, why don't you just try again? Oh, you're never going to do it as good as her. And so I believe that we start to Wherever we go, there we are. We start to practice perfectionism or comparisonitis or self-doubt in a lot of things, right? And we can all agree probably and as entrepreneurs, being as you're a high performer and high achiever, you've probably experienced that at least once. And we start to see that coming up in our yoga practice, right? And that's when we become aware of like, oh, am I practicing yoga or am I practicing being a perfectionist? <laughs> and so those are the qualities. Ultimately, it begins, anything begins with awareness. But then so, how can we, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I won't cut you off. No, no, it's all good. So ultimately it begins with awareness, right? And you get to practice being vigilant on your thoughts because we all know that beautiful supercomputer between your ears is your, either your most wicked opponent or your greatest tool. And that's ultimately what it is, is cultivating that awareness, that dedication, the determination, all of these are qualities that we practice in yoga being courageous, being focused, being willing, being committed, being present. That's what we're doing. It's not just standing on one foot. You're actually doing those things. So you're using, you're using yoga. What I hear you saying is you're using yoga as a mental training tool to develop positive qualities that we should all have in entrepreneurship. Positive self-talk is probably one of the greatest things, not just for entrepreneurs, but in life in general. Are you beating yourself up or are you building yourself up, right? And unfortunately, for some reason, a lot of us, I think in school, we're trained to beat ourselves up. We're never good enough. We should always be comparing ourselves. That stuff's horrible. It's complete, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. junk. Throw it away. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick break from this episode. Are you enjoying the story so far? Would you like to know how to use storytelling and story selling in your business? Check the show notes down below or go to storyselling.how to grab my free mini course on story selling and start implementing this in your business right now. All right, let's jump back to the episode. Um, so tell me what, how do you work with your students to help foster a positive mental attitude and do the things that you were just talking about? How is it different from, say, a normal yoga class? Great question. Mainly because I take a completely different approach, but the approach is <laughs> it's, it has three pillars to it. And I have come to realize that this is my unique method. And so it's the elevation method. So we need to, as Stephen Covey, perhaps some of your listeners have read the book of, you know, the seven highly effective habits, or that's not the exact title, but you, you know what it. I'm talking about. <laughs> you got a good enough. Yeah. yeah. Seven habits of people page. who do things and they, they're great. Just yeah. seven habits. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to like it as we retitle that. So he suggests we need to begin with the end in mind. And many of your listeners probably have heard the, you know, the model of we need to be that version to do the things to have what we want. Whereas a lot of us do it the other way. We need to feel like we have those things before we take the action and then we'll feel that. I want you to begin with the end in mind. So you need to envision what your big vision 
is for your life, your business, your dreams, your goals. Who is that version of you? Because it's already inside of you. Because in yoga, we believe you already have these qualities. You just need to cultivate them. So begin with the end in mind. Who is that version? What do they believe? Important to yoga is how do they carry themselves? Because that's really important from a physiological perspective. Hello, we all spend way too much time slouched over a keyboard. Your superstar self probably doesn't walk around like all slouched over like a croissant. They probably walk into the room like badass, part of my language, and rock it, right? So that's the version we begin to embody. So that's the next step. We embody that on the yoga mat. So whether that's in the physical expression, in the poses, but more so in the deeper layer of understanding. So we begin to embody that quality of whatever it is, courage. How do we embody that? Well, courage means to lead and lift with the heart. So how do you do that physically in your body? And then you create the new belief for yourself because we all know everything comes back to our beliefs. And so we create that new belief. I am courageous. You're saying it to yourself mentally. You're feeling it in your body through the architecture of the pose, through your awareness of it. And with repetition, because that's how we create a new belief, a thought combined with a feeling with repetition becomes a new belief. So then you have this new belief and a new way of being, and then you take it with you wherever you go. It's not called the yoga perfect, it's called the yoga practice, right? So we're practicing not just to be able to stand on one foot and take two photos for Instagram. You're practicing to be able to show up in your business and express that version of yourself. So we need to envision, embody, and express. Together, you have an elevated version of yourself that is empowered with the tools and the knowing, and that's how you show up. I like it. Um, I definitely agree. I think like showing up, um, one of my favorite quotes, anybody who has listened to the show for a while knows, like Zig Ziglar says that sales is nothing more than transferring your certainty and your excitement about your product to the person who's buying it, right? So you have to show up and we've all been on a sales call or meeting somebody who you can tell just doesn't believe in what they do. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm just getting started as a coach or an entrepreneur or a consultant or whatever they're doing, right? And they're like, well, I don't know. I don't feel, well, if you don't feel confident, then you can't. So how do you do that? Go help somebody and like keep telling yourself how good you're going to do, how you're going to show up for other people. And then you'll start to believe it, right? But it is mm-hmm. like very much like the being has to come first before you can be like have the doing or the having. Um which is, I, I remember hearing that the very first time I heard that, I was like, that's complete BS. Like, I was <laughs> like, you can't do that. But that was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And what I learned was like, and it, the thing that changed that belief for me was it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like a black and white. You're not over here on the left, like, and then suddenly you're over here all the way on the right and you're being that person, right? Whatever that person is. It's a baby step every day of like, Think about anything that you've learned and you become competent in. I'm very logical. So like if you want to learn something, you do a little bit at a time until suddenly like you're semi-competent at it and you're starting to feel better about it. Like when you first, I would say when you're first starting to drive, right? You're you're excited because you're a kid and you're like, this is freedom. I'm getting out, mm-hmm. but you're nervous and like you're watching 50 things at once and you can't go faster than 20 miles an hour. <laughs> but then like you start to get competent and before you know it, you're like talking on your phone and you're you got the mm-hmm. window down, you're listening to music and like you're driving with your knees, eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one who did that, (laughs) but that's like, but you become competent and then you're being right. So that's how I think about it. But going back to you, yoga, talk to me about 
how you work with entrepreneurs? Because I know you have a challenge coming up. Tell us a little bit about the challenge and the breakthroughs that you see with people that you work with. Well, I think I can just speak to your point that you just mentioned. It is a practice, right? It's something that we need to do consistently. It's not a one and done scenario. And when you start to try to embody that version of yourself, it starts to feel like initially, if you ever do it at all, because you're like, oh, yeah, I'll be that version. Okay. And then we kind of forget because we have a million things to do. You're like, oh, okay, well, I want to start making it a practice. It feels a little bit at first to speak to your point. It kind of feels like a costume that you're putting on and like a little bit of a role that you're playing in your life. But eventually with practice, because as Dr. Joe Dispenza says, what we practice, we become with practice, you become that version. And that's the epitome of yoga is that internal transformation, that evolution of the self, that activation of the qualities that we've been speaking to this whole point by using the keys to unlock it. So finding that awareness, finding your attention, using the architecture of the poses so that you're really truly bringing it to life and feeling it for yourself. Because a lot of times, you know, we like external validation, we like external evidence, but what you said is that we need that internal proof, right? We need to feel it for ourselves, see it for ourselves, and understand it. And that's really what ultimately yoga is about, but ultimately the practice of going through the journey to activate that powerful, resilient, courageous version of yourself. I like to call it the warrior version of yourself, because going back to what we spoke of, that's the tool set that I have found to be very helpful for myself and for my clients. So the challenge that's coming up, and that's June 14th to June 18th, and it's totally free, and it's totally going to blow your mind and shift your perspective on who you're being and how you can become that future version or that big vision or warrior version of yourself by using these powerful tools to unlock that and really embody it and ultimately become it. So we're gonna go on a journey led by me, of course, but I have a co-host and it is the warrior, the ancient warrior, the story behind the poses that is a metaphor for the journey that we're all on, all of us as souls beginning to understand ourselves, express ourselves, but ultimately uh, says yogis or entrepreneurs who are on a mission because we all have a mission, right? I believe we all do. And the most powerful tool, or if you want to look at it from the warrior point of view, the most powerful weapon <laughs> that we can have is our own mind. And at first it becomes the most difficult of opponents. And so the story of the warrior is, it's a metaphor. It's a wild and crazy tale. There's love, there's passion, there's um, overreaction, there's losing the tempers. And it's about purpose and determination ultimately. And so in the end, you will learn how to really tap into that inner resilience and courage. And that's what it'll take you on a journey to do so that you can envision that future self, embody it and learn to really express it. So you become it and show up in your business as that, because that's the, the version of you that your business needs you to be. That's awesome. So the opt-in for this is in the show notes. If you want to join the free challenge, you are going to learn to center your mind. What I took away from that is you're going to go on the journey that the warrior went on. You're going to learn to center your mind. You're going to learn how to not have an opponent in your head, but actually have somebody who lifts you up and helps you show up as the entrepreneur that you want to be. So you can be the being part or at least start to, right? Have some of the baby mm -hmm. steps, get the support to get there. Talk to me. I want to hear a little bit about breath work because you put that in the show notes. 
Um, talk to me about how breath work plays into this. I did the Wim Hof method. Um, I mm -hmm. went through his whole thing and I actually, like, I still practice it, um, every day because I found it really helpful, but I didn't know what it was. And when I saw him do it, I was like, that's crazy, but I want to <laughs> hear you talk about it a little bit. For sure. Well, I love his work. I love his personality. And, but I really, what I've loved most is that he brought this ancient tool. And I mean, it's the most vital tool that we all have. And, you know, if you look at it from a physiological perspective, your breath is the direct line to calming yourself down. The way you breathe influences how you feel and it influences what, which part of your nervous system is active. So if you are taking long, deep breaths, long, intentional breaths, then it shifts you into a calm and relaxed state. Whereas if you're taking short and shallow breaths, which most of us do all day long because we're slouched over a keyboard and it's hard for us to breathe with our diaphragm, which is the main breathing muscle. Like if you think of a baby when they're sleeping, you see their belly kind of rise and fall. That's your diaphragm moving. And when we're scrunched over the keyboard, we can't do that. So when we are sitting and slouching, we take short, shallow breaths, which triggers stress you're already maybe under stress, but your body's like, whoa, I don't know. I don't know where I don't see the tiger, but apparently there's one because that's what it's wired for survival. Right. And so when you can use your breath to calm yourself down intentionally, and luckily it doesn't take long. It's literally like three deep breaths. You shift into a calm and relaxed state. This is really important because when you are in that stress state, your brain is in a survival mode. It's not in a, let's make a masterpiece and write the next novel mode. It turns off those parts of your brain. When you're in a calm state, it's like, okay, everything's good. We can turn back on the higher centers of the brain now and have creative ideas and have good memories and think good thoughts and have, you know, inspired ideas. So that alone is reason enough to pay attention to your breath. And in yoga, we believe that, and in many other disciplines around the world, martial arts, for example, we believe that the breath carries with it an energy, a life force. So whether you want to call that prana in yoga, we call it prana and martial arts, they call it chi. Maybe you just want to call it an oxygen. You know, it's the vital life force that keeps us all alive. And so that's what's carried on the breath. And so if you are not breathing fully, then you have obstructions in your body or you have stagnation. And there's, that's where disease comes from, where we have those blockages where energy can't flow through your body. That's when we start to have tension, pain, and other issues. So breathwork is very powerful because not only is it shifting your nervous system, but it's allowing energy or prana to move through your whole body. And your thoughts are the language of your brain. Emotions are the language of your body. And so it's very important that you have this constant flushing and fluidity. And that's what the breath ultimately can do is just carry with it. It's kind of think of it like rinsing your body out. Like you, you know, if you had a boat and you want to rinse it off after you take it in the ocean, rinsing your body out or off so that you're constantly getting that clean energy or intention or whatever you want to look at that through your body. So that's why breath work is so key. So can you, is there a breath work practice or exercise that you can give us or the listeners to experience this a little bit? Just sure. because I think for me, when I was like, for, like I saw Wim Hof, right? I think I saw him on the Tim Ferriss show or something. I was like, like, I like crazy people. He definitely <laughs> has like that fun, like energetic vibe. And I was like, I want to learn what he's doing. Um, and so like, I, I watched all of that, but then like, I was like, I just want to try something, but you can't just go like now you can probably find something on YouTube. But at the time, like this is like 2014 or 15. Yeah. I couldn't find just something right. I had to like dig forever. And then I had to buy a program. I would love it if you just gave us a simple 
something simple we could do. And I'll do it with you if you want. We can, totally. We can, okay. Okay. So I have two ideas. The first one I want to share with you because it's overall importance. And then the second one I want to share because I know your listeners are probably interested in productivity and brain function and higher brain function and all that. So the first one, <laughs> just because I really need to tell you this because it's so good for your body is if you bring your breath to an even tempo. So say you inhale for three and you exhale for three or inhale five, five, and you count yourself because let's be honest, many of us have very busy, active minds that are like, oh yeah, I'm meditating, I'm meditating, blah, 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 and that's not happening. So if you count your inhale and you count your exhale, I find it helpful. I mean, I'm a card carrying member of the very active brain club. So that's why I you know, suggest that to you all, because that alone, I won't go into the science, but let's just leave it at this. It is brilliant for your brain, your heart, your immune function, just evening your breath out. Okay. So keep that in mind. If you ever find yourself overwhelmed in traffic or something, or your brain is spinning at three in the, in the morning, you can't go to sleep. Try that one. The how other long, one that I want to, and how long should you do that for? Like what's an effective Okay. So I have two really quick stories. The first okay. one is like, when you said that, I was like, well, I'm just going to do three and three and then I'm done. Like I did it three times. I also, one of my ex-girlfriends caught me meditating. I had the meditating playing at two X speed. I was like, I'll just listen to it at double speed. That's like shorter meditation. It'll be perfect. Yep. She was like, I don't think it works like that. I was like, yeah, it does. It totally does. <laughs> It's like, I have something Brilliant. to do. <laughs> How do I make this relaxation more productive? <laughs> I know. We are also like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, okay. So to answer your question. So... Like a minute? Two minutes? <laughs> like how long? In three, out three. In three, out three. Like I, I'll tell you my breathing exercise. You can make fun of it. And then we'll no. go to it. No. Go ahead. So I do, um, it came from Tony Robbins, like, so you breathe in for 20, or I'm sorry, you breathe in for 10, hold for 20, out for 10. Mm -hmm. So the, the biggest breath that you can do, and you do that 10 times, right? Then you sit down and you do the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like in through your, in through your mouth, out through your nose, in through your mouth, out through your nose, 20 times really fast. You end up blowing snot everywhere. It's great. Do it in the shower. <laughs> um, but then you're like really energized. It actually like, that's, that's what I do every morning. It takes about two minutes, um, two to three minutes, which is good. Like it fits in and doesn't take too long, but you get results from it. So what I just wanted to take a short break from this episode and let you know about one of the biggest secrets I have found when it comes to converting webinars. If you have a webinar and it's not converting as well as you want, or if you're thinking about building a webinar and you want to grab this tip, it has helped numerous people. One of my clients, we actually doubled their conversion rate just by implementing this one simple step. And you can grab it at deathtobadwebinars.com or by clicking in the show notes below. All right, let's jump back to the episode. I agree with you though. Like anytime I can't go to sleep and my head is spinning, I will do exactly like, like I just do slow, short breaths. I just do 10 and 10 and I'm usually asleep by like five of them, but mm -hmm. I would love to hear like, I, I don't know, my logical brain wants to fit it in a box. So if I'm doing it, how long should I do it? How many something? Give me a, give me a qualifier. Okay. Bare minimum three deep breaths. Cause typically it takes about 20 seconds to switch out of the sympathetic nervous system. Three deep breaths would be like enough to make a tiny bit of change. 
three minutes would be amazing. 10 minutes would be even better. And just be gentle. You know, it's like anything, it's going to take time to be able to just even stay with it and not get agitated by not working on your to-do list. And so, you know, what he shares are both yoga breathing techniques, obviously, because it's really using the breath, using the body to pump energy. And so those are fabulous. Do those as much as you can, as long as you feel like it doesn't hurt your shoulders or anything like that. Those are great. So then I would say, you know, whatever you can allot. I mean, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama says, everyone should meditate for an hour. And if you don't have time, you should meditate for two hours. So he's speaking to the point that we, you know, we try to get as much done as possible. And whatever you can allot, I'd say, just start there, commit to three minutes and go from there. And that's really is a great place to start. So the, you know, the steady, even breath is a good one. And then the other one that I wanted to show you, because this one is actually super cool. So what's happening now is that science, neuroscience in particular, is starting to research these ancient yoga practices and starting to come back with like really cool information that the yogis intuitively knew because they were very sensitive and they're starting to measure the things that are happening that the yogis could feel were happening, but now they're starting to validate them scientifically. So here is an awesome life hack that you can use anytime. All you have to do is put your fingertips together it doesn't have to be up where you can see it, but I'm just putting it up where you can see it. And then you can imagine like Mr. Burns, if you guys can't see us now, remember how Mr. Burns would like kind of tap his fingers. So what's happening here is this is a mudra. It's called, it's a hand position that we hold. It's actually called mudra of the mind. So fun fact, next time you're in front of a mirror, if you make it into a dome shape, that's the approximate size and shape of your own brain. So what this is, yep, see? Got it. <laughs> What's happening here? If we could put little electrodes on your on your skull right now or on your scalp, excuse me. What's happening when you bring your fingertips together is it connects more deeply the two hemispheres of your brain. When that happens, you have whole brain communication. You have memory, you have imagination, you have creativity. So if you can't find your phone or your keys, put your fingertips together. Start there. And I try, trust me, it'll happen. <laughs> You'll find it. So what we're going to do is a breathing technique. Then we're going to go in through our nose. So you keep your fingertips together. So you're going to go in through your nose and you're going to do three breaths out through your mouth. So it'll sound like this. You're going to breathe in through your nose and then out through your mouth really strong. Okay. Kind of just imagine you're just like whatever anger or frustration or stress or pent up energy, you're just blowing it out on the exhale. Okay. So fingers together, sit tall, close your eyes, take a deep breath in through your nose out through your mouth. Okay, good. Now let's start. Ready? Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. In the nose. Engage your abs while you do it and you'll feel like you're doing more. Ready? Try it again. <laughs> Making an ab exercise. Good. Three more. Squeeze your belly. Really hard on the last three. Ready, go. Now keep your fingers together. Breathe through your nose, in through your nose. Out through your mouth. Really long out through your mouth, as long as you can. Focus on the exhale. One more time, breathe in and breathe out. 
keep your eyes closed. Let your hands rest on your legs with your palms facing up. And I want you to just pay attention to your fingertips. Notice if you feel any, if you feel anything, you feel tingling, you feel a little bit of awake, you feel nothing. It's all right. Nothing's wrong. Take another breath. And then open your eyes. Could you feel your fingertips buzzing a little bit? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, there you go. That's all you need to do to activate your brain. <laughs> I love it. Do that. Do that before a, whenever you feel a little brain dead, maybe, or if you get the food coma after lunch. You got it. I, yeah. The other thing that came to mind, I like. I studied Steve Jobs for a while. I did a study of all these entrepreneurs, right? But he would always walk around, and he was known to always do the fingers together. And I wonder if subconsciously or that like without knowing it, that's what he was doing. Or maybe he found it on his acid trip. Who knows? But well, yeah. Or maybe he did some yoga one time. <laughs> yeah. Like that's an interesting, I wonder, cause he used to walk around and he was always known to do that, like with his fingers. Yeah. So there we go. Interesting. Megan. You start to notice that actually, I noticed that in a lot of people, one, another person I follow, I was watching her video series and she kept doing it. She's actually a neuroscientist and I, I brought it to her attention. I was like, do you know that that's what that is? And she said, no, she said, it's because my husband told me I talk too much with my hands. So I just put my fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, guess what? This, guess what it's doing for your brain. So maybe he knew, or maybe he just was so tapped in that he just, his body was like, here's how we get ideas. <laughs> maybe. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a, I love, I love the fact that, that it works. It's easy. Anyone can do it. And you'll definitely feel something. If you just made fun of us while we were doing it, or you're like, <laughs> that's not for me, go back, scroll back three minutes and do it because it, it definitely feels good. I feel more grounded. I feel centered. I feel at peace. It's nice. Awesome. It's well, Megan, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing um, if you guys are listening to this, click in the show notes, join her challenge. What's the URL for the challenge really quick? Do you know? Off the mm, top of your head? Is, let it, me is check. it something crazy? It's probably something crazy. Oh, okay. okay. So um, yeah, actually. So it's bit.ly. So B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S W-W-W-W challenge. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too bad. I know. Or you can just click in the show. Yeah, notes. we can just click in the notes. <laughs> Guys, we Megan will love to have you in the challenge. I'm sure it is going to be amazing. I'm going to be sending out a few emails about it as well. Um, just because I love Megan's energy. I know she can help entrepreneurs. I just want to say thanks again for coming on the show, Megan. Thank you so much for having me and for being open to these crazy breathing techniques. But you know what? There's a reason that these things have stuck around and the, that yoga has become more popular than ever. Because I think that, you know, this clearly this ancient tool set is becoming something so widely used because it has such amazing applications in our world. As entrepreneurs, as people who sit too much, it's a massively deep and potentially transformative tool set. So thank you so much for allowing me to share with your community, your audience today. No problem. It is my pleasure. And to everybody else out there, until next time, take action, change lives and make money. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today.
Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.